Hello, and welcome back to Pete's Packers Minute. I am your host, Tyler Laletta. I had to chuckle at myself a little bit there over my own little Monday Night Football theme for you, or, I don't know, undisclosed football game of an unannounced night for um, for legal reasons we can refer to it as, I guess. But yeah, uh, we're back, baby. Week two of the Packers season, and I'm here to give you some updates. So first off, I want to thank all of our listeners from week one. We've had multiple Pete's out there reach out. They love the Pete's Packers Minute. We're going to keep them coming to you. All season long, might even go up to two a week if the interest is there. Recaps and previews, who knows, man? But we're 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 on the ground floor of this rocket, and it is lifting off. Anyway, let's look back at week one before we look at late week two. So your Packers, uh, you guys beat the Bears. You guys still own the Bears, and uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't watch a lot of this game. It wasn't that important to my uh, interests of the first week of NFL action, but that happens sometimes. But from what I saw of it, oh man, you guys might figure it out. Jordan Love looks much better than I think anyone could have hoped for him to look in Week One. To be perfectly honest with you, or I don't know, maybe he's just good. Like I could just, it, he could just be good. We're still figuring it out. It is a process. Um. But, like, definitely seems game-ready, which is great, uh, especially with the game that you guys have this week, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, we talked about last week that your receiver injuries at receiver were going to be an issue. To answer that, you guys just turned Aaron Jones into your top receiver. Running back, uh, your running back led the team with two receptions for 86 yards with one 51-yarder, so that would mean the other was a 35-yarder. So, yeah, that will work. Also, another important receiving threat for you guys was rookie tight end Luke Musgrave, who came down with three catches for 50 yards, including a long of 37. That was on four targets. No one on the team went over five targets, so that means that you guys are spreading the ball out pretty evenly amongst the group of no good receivers that you have but that's fine some of them are good i mean i i, I like uh i like i like romeo dobbs and once uh once once everyone's out there it should be more passable but you know christian watson actually is a really good player but uh he wasn't there last week anyway you guys beat the bears it must have been like i don't know like for as many ways as aaron Rodgers tore the bears heart out over what 12 15 years or whatever uh this must have been like a new low pain for the Chicago Bears because they're like, man, we still can't wait. Like they have to go the entire year waiting for the chance to beat the Packers at Soldier Field again. Actually, I'm not even if Soldier Field might be being torn down. So like, uh, I think they have one more year of Soldier Field, but now it's literally like we have to beat the Packers next year or else like our entire franchise is even more laughable than it already was. Um. But yeah, you guys look good, 1-0, and uh, like looking good in the NFC North as things stand. The Lions uh, are going to be good, and we're going to see more of what they look like on Sunday because I don't like, I mean, I don't know. They beat the Chiefs. You don't do that easy, but uh, I don't know how sustainable their thing is. But they also, I don't think they've lost since like last November, maybe, you know, like, or I think they've lost one game since last October. So they started last year 2-6 and, and wound up like running shit but whatever 
but the Vikings are 0-2, thanks to the Eagles' win on Thursday night. You're welcome. And who's the other team in the NFC North? The Bears. So you just beat, and they kind of they look like they still don't have it together. So I don't know. This division's going to be a mess, and I wrote about this in my preview at my other blog. You can check it out, Double or Nothing Substack. I think it's good, better, best, that Substack. I don't know. I got two names for it. But uh. You can check that out, but I, I talked about the Bears, or I talked about the NFC North specifically being like, hey, if this is a division that 9-8 and eight wins the division, or 10-7 and seven wins the division, which is very possible, uh, then there's no reason the Packers can't be the team to do that, and divisional wins are going to help you get there. So good job by you, and congrats on a 1-0 start to the season, and more importantly, congrats on hurting your rivals, because if football is about one thing, it's about making people that don't like you feel pain. Anyway, um, oh, before we move on to week two, I was I, I got a reader request or listener request in, I guess, um, to address the Aaron Rodgers situation of it all. So Aaron Rodgers went to the New York Jets this offseason. He survived a total of four plays as a New York Jet. I don't think he attempted a pass. He might have attempted one that was incomplete. Um, he was absolutely rushed in the backfield all four plays and on the fourth one someone took him down and he like i i forget tours achilles i believe it might be an ac i think it's an achilles it might be an acl i don't really care he's out for the year he's gonna be 40 uh and i don't think he'll retire because he's like a stubborn son of a bitch and he he just likes to you know prove all the doubters wrong because he's the most oppressed man that has ever lived in the history of humanity and so like you know we we must protect our precious baby and he must be able to fight back against the evildoers and all the people that are you know i don't know whatever bullshit he believes but so i think he'll come back just to prove like me personally wrong basically but um, and for the record, I don't wish injury on anybody, and this really sucks. And I bet I bet it sucks for him because, like, man, he could have just retired as a Packers legend and like not done the Favre thing where you leave and kind of make like muddle the last few years of it of your legacy by like playing okay for a couple of different teams. But whatever. To be fair, he went to the Jets thinking they could win the Super Bowl, and they could win the Super Bowl. So like, like I, I uh, Brady just did it with the Buccaneers. I totally see like what his logic. The jump in logic there was there was a there was a straighter path to the Jets to win the Super Bowl this year, whereas the Packers are in the middle of like becoming the team that they will be in the next two or three years, which is just a rebuild that Rodgers at his age doesn't have the patience for. Um, but it was pretty funny. Uh, if you saw the intro, it was nine eleven in primetime football with two New York teams and Aaron Rodgers led the charge out of the tunnel with like the stadium in full darkness holding and trotting with a huge American flag and a single spotlight shining on him as he ran to center field. So it's a very like nice little moment of patriotism, but it was also like, this is, this is the moment that like was so perfectly directed to be like the first thing shown in like the Packers season retrospective or the Packers, the Jets season retrospective after they win the Super Bowl of like, it all started in a Monday night in September in the great city of New York, rising from one tragedy and uh, to, to be born again, like the Phoenix and, 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 and blah, 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 blah. You know, like that is, that is, it's, 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 
I, I'm not uh, as an aficionado of, of, of entrances with my wrestling fandom and watching a ton of football. There's a lot of teams that do a lot for their introductions, you know, but that was so doing the most, like the most, like it was so, so much. And to have it end after four plays with like a wet fart on like, uh, like because they just never figured out, they just never bought a tackle. Like they're still running Mackay Becton out there who's been bad for uh, whatever. He's been in the league for three or four years, I think. And every year the line has been like, well, it would be better if he played better, but he never did. Um, I, I shouldn't be mad at him either. I'm trying to be nice. You got to be nice to these guys, but Mackay Becton was a very high draft pick and should be playing better than he is. Anyway, um, yeah, it's weird for the Jets. Zach Wilson, best of luck to you. They still have a stellar roster. They still got a lot of my fantasy guys. So, and they're fun to watch straight up. Like, I mean, I, again, I was not rooting against Aaron Rodgers this year, uh, but it's very funny. And especially after all the, you know, Aaron Rodgers spent the whole season talking about how he went to a darkness retreat and tripped on ayahuasca and all the drugs told him that he needed to go to the New York Jets to fulfill his prophecy. You know, oh, I was going to retire. I was, you know, uh, before I went into my darkness retreat, I was going to retire. I was going to stay with the Packers. Those are the options. And then I saw this light and the light that opened up to me was the third eye of God. And the God was jerking me off. And while he was jerking me off, he said, Hey, you're going to go play for the New York Jets this year. And it's like, was this the ayahuasca's plan dog? I don't know. Like I, I would, uh, it's kind of weird, but who knows? Maybe he'll win this next year. And, I'll have to eat shit again, but um, a little bit of a divergence there. But that's your that's Tyler's take on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, it's not it's a rough draft, you know. I don't I don't actually feel any way about anything. All of my opinions are uh, subject to change, given if anyone gets mad at me. But uh, yeah, I do wish him the best for and I hope he comes back here. Honestly, it would be sick if he came back next year and ruled. Like, like it would be so awesome. Like, 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 even like, like personally, don't, don't, don't love the guy, but like in terms of like narrative and shit, that would rule. Um, or the other thing is that Zach Wilson could like play great this year, and then suddenly like things get weird in New York. That's another interesting thing. But I would love it if. Aaron Rodgers came back and threw for 5,000 yards next year. Anyway, who cares about the Jets? This is Pat's Peakers Minute. Pat's Peakers Minute is what I just said. Pat's Peakers, Pete's Packers Minute is where we are. And the Packers are 1-0, and they're heading on, I believe, a second road trip to start the year. Yeah, two road games to start the year. Now you're going to at the Atlanta Falcons. So a couple things here. First of all, if you guys can start 2-0 on the road, that is a tasty beginning to a winning season because uh, you get more, you got more home games remaining on your schedule, and Lambeau is one of the better home field advantages, especially if you're having two early road games. That means two later home games. And the home field advantage at Lambeau only gets better as it gets colder. I'm not sure if the numbers back that up, but I would bet money that they do. Or, yeah, and like, didn't Rodgers had a stretch where I think Rodgers had a stretch where he didn't lose a game in December and like for a couple of years or whatever like that. Like, like it's it's this is good for you if you can start off a win. Uh, heading into the game, you guys are one and a half point underdogs, which you know it's pretty close. You guys were one point underdogs against the Bears last week, so it's not really saying much. That's barely home field advantage. And um, the Falcons. The Falcons are a more complete team than the Chicago Bears. 
but I will say they probably lack any one singular player that is as dynamic as Bears quarterback Justin Fields. To be fair, Justin Fields looked a little bit shaky against you guys, but you guys are doing a good job defending him, and your defense looked uh, good enough from, again, the minimal amount of what I saw from that game. Anyway, um, Falcons personnel, what are we looking at? Desmond Ritter, he's a quarterback. He played at Cincinnati. He's not very good, in my opinion. Um, This is the second year he played the back half of last year. He's like the the most game manager quarterback that has ever game managed a game um and he's he can do the things that are asked of him as long as the things that are asked of him is hand the ball off and throw the ball no further than seven yards i just saw on i'm watching a replay of the eagles game on nfl network as i record this and on the nfl bottom line it just said desmond ritter's like the first quarterback sets blah, 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 to not throw an interception in his first five starts or whatever. It's like, yeah, because he doesn't throw the ball. I'm pretty sure in two of his starts last year, he had like 12 or less pass attempts. Now, part of that is because the Falcons' rushing attack is pretty dope. Uh, they drafted rookie running back Bijan Robinson, who was like very much uh, seen as like the most ready weapon out of this rookie class. It was not the strongest wide receiver rookie class this year. There's a couple good guys in there that we'll probably talk about later. Cause you'll play against a couple of them. Jordan Addison on the, uh, Vikings, uh, being one of them, but, uh, like Bijan Robinson was the favorite to win offensive rookie of the year going into the season. He's just super fast, plenty of burst and is really good at finding holes. And, uh, He's, you know, a game breaker. Right behind him, you have Tyler Algier, I believe is how you say his last name. He's also, like, a good running back. He's, like, never been the breakout guy there. There's he's uh, And I don't even remember how long he's been to leave, truth be told. But an interesting development last week was B. John Robinson was not getting the goal line carries. So Tyler Algier got – he got 15 carries for 75 yards and two tutties, which, like, would have been the line that people entering the season – would have thought Bijan would have had. Um, but that could just be a thing of like, you know, making sure the rookie gets his reps in and uh, they'll, uh, you know, they'll figure it out from there. Uh, so you got Tyler Algier, Bijan Robinson on the ground. Those are the guys you have to worry about. So you are looking for a huge game from your interior defensive line, just like huge stuffs up the middle, basically. Just do not. Uh, just don't don't leave it. Don't leave your safeties drowning against these guys, because it'll just it could become a long night quickly. Um, the third weapon we're going to talk about on the Falcons is Corderell Patterson. Corderell Patterson's one of the coolest players in the NFL. So basically, what happened is Patterson entered the league. He was like a wide receiver sort of thing, but like no one could re- really figure out what to do with him. Like he's he's fast as hell. And if you get him the ball in the open in open space, then he can just ruin people's lives. But like, is not a great wide receiver. I, I was about to say not a great route runner. I don't know that for sure. I've like not like watched Cordell Patterson's route running, but like like he lacks the wide receiver skills that make someone a great wide receiver. He just doesn't have some of them, but as like an open ball runner, he's just like, imagine like, like the kid at recess that no one could catch. That is Cordero Patterson. And so he was used to mix success at um, a couple teams. He was on the bears most recently before he came to Atlanta. 
And he'd be a punt returner, a kick returner. He'd always break one, like one a year for a touchdown, and everyone'd be like, "Wow!" And and he's jumped around. I'm gonna Google this real quick because I'm pretty sure he's been on quite a couple teams uh, in his career. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. So Vikings, Raiders, Patriots, Bears, and now Falcons so came to the league in 2013. Right. So this is his 10th year in the league. And so the thing about Patterson is that you'd see one of these wide open plays, and you'd be like. God, like, how is that team not using that guy more? That's the most dangerous guy in the league. And then a team would trade for him, and he would still, you know, not get work at running back, not get work at receiver, like, just, like, not, like, do, like, not work except for, like, one sick kick return a year. And then the team would get tired of him because they'd want to move on to someone that they can trust to play one of the, the positions more consistently. And uh, another team would look at him and go like, golly, this guy's so fast. We've got to get this guy on our team. And the same thing would happen. So he, like, let's see, he'd spent the first four years with his, the Vikings. Then it was one year in the Raiders, one year in the Patriots, two years on the Bears. Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. 2021, he comes to the Falcons. And the Falcons are finally like, what if we just design a bunch of plays that are uh, solely about putting Cordell Patterson in space? So it's a bunch of like, quick flat passes that it just like immediately turns 11 on 11 football into like three on three at the sideline. But the difference is that it's a safety who's scared versus the most dangerous single runner in the NFL. He's not the most dangerous. Other people have come up, but like for our purposes here. So uh, that's Cordell Patterson because they were using him as a running back largely uh, last year. But because of the team's drafting of Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algiers, like certainly not a wide receiverness, uh, you don't want to put a guy like Cordero third on the depth chart because it'd be an insult to everybody that watched and all your fans would be like, "What the hell? This guy rules!" So uh, apparently they made they they made like a new position for him. They're calling it the Joker because he can be anywhere. He can be anything, baby. And while it's kind of fitting. And, like, it's and kind of cringe. I don't know. This is a guy – Cordell Patterson just rocks. He's a cool guy, and chances are he'll make one cool play against you that you'll be watching and be like, damn, that was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I think those are the things – those are the three you have to worry about. I have not taken a good look at the Falcons' offensive line. I don't know how good they are, but uh, they have three guys that, if given the opportunity, can burn you. So – Defensively, you guys just want to you ideally you jump out to an early lead, force Desmond Ritter to pass the ball, and then just don't let him because he's bad at it. You know, like like if he has to stand in the pocket for too long, it's just, it it doesn't. You guys can get to him. Uh, on the Packers side of things, you just want Jordan Love to keep doing it, man. I was, we still have worry about. I think Dobbs and Watson are both once again questionable on the injured list. Aaron Jones, running back, also questionable right now. So. Definitely, like, I don't know how questionable those questionables are right now. I'll do some more research for next time, but it's Friday, and I forgot to get this out to you. So, you know, some questionables are greater than others. Sometimes it's questionable because a guy, like, really fucked his shit up, and sometimes it's questionable because, like, a veteran needed to take two days off practice because he's a veteran and he got a little bagged up, but he's going to be fine. And if there was a game that night, he'd be able to play, but he's questionable right now. So we'll see what those are. Um. I'd love to see another big game out of Romeo Dobbs. He's a guy that has all the potential in the world to, you know, 
be the next great wide receiver that the Packers refused to draft early enough or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, you guys should win this game. And I mean, I don't know the Falcons are favored, but I think the Packers should win this game and move on to Tuno and get some people talking about the NFC North. Anyway, I think we ran long today going back. Oh God, Pete's Packers 20 minutes. This is terrible. I must have been rambling. Um, who am I? Fucking Bill Burr over here. But whatever. We love having you. We love that you're listening. This will go up. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, email us at nflminutes at gmail.com. Let me double check that because I'm not sure if I have that right. Yes, nflminutes at gmail.com. You can message us. You can let us know what you want to hear what other Pete perspectives you would like to have per spat at you. And um, I don't know. We'll see you next week. Good luck on Sunday. Enjoy the game.